The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. Happy meteorological fall, everyone. First pod in September. I'm excited. The seasons are changing. Slowly but surely, the signs are subtle, but they are there. So I'm in good spirits as I cut this. And I guess I'll just cut straight to the chase because I don't have a whole lot of time tonight. But wanted to share a story with you that is very indicative of where I'm at, where His Girl Friday's at, and where I'm sure a lot of you are at as well. As mentioned on prior pods, this has been a year of recalibration of resetting and stepping away from certain things indefinitely without the assurance of how things are going to play out in the future. Overall, it's been an encouraging year, despite the fact that the Lord has compelled us to put everything on the table for examination. And while the process has been unsettling at times, ultimately it's been internally fortifying knowing that dependence has been strengthened, reliance upon the Spirit's guidance has reached the next level. Sometimes it's hard to find the words to describe that. You just kind of know when things click and you're operating, you're abiding in a better place. But I just mention all this to paint the backdrop, set the contextual foundation for what I'm about to say. So let's go back a few months ago. This is early July and... I'm in a fairly subdued place. This is around the 4th of July holiday week. I'm coming out of a key meeting with some mentors of mine where I we basically addressed several things, um, several critical topics, one of them being just here are some issues, here are some hurdles that I'm currently facing, some struggles and past mindsets I'm needing healing from and freedom from. I'm about a week removed from this meeting, so I'm on the upswing, but still kind of like, just feel very raw and unprocessed. Normally when I'm feeling this way, one of my favorite activities to do, especially once the kids go down, is to go on a walk, a prayer walk. Sometimes I, I prayer run or prayer jog, just, just getting out at dusk before the sun goes down and just having this special quiet time with God where... I'm pouring myself out and inquiring wisdom, finding the points of surrender and hope to be a better man, a better person, a better husband, father, etc. the next day. But on this night, I don't feel the urge to get out and do my normal routine. Instead, I just get in the mood to watch a certain movie that I've seen once before, maybe four or five years ago. Uh, so I tell Liz, hey, after we, we tuck the kids in for the night, let's watch this certain movie. I, I'll announce the title later. Now's not the proper time to share or reveal it. Um, but let's watch this movie. It stars Mark Ruffalo and Karen Knightley. And it's about a disgraced former music producer who finds new life and perspective when he encounters this slightly insecure indie artist the two form this bond as misfit toys if you will 
and through various awakenings find a rekindled passion for the art they love while also maturing in their outlook on life. So it's a sweet and charming movie that I own and I, you know, when I own a movie, I own it for a particular reason. And let's just say that on this night, this movie is just hitting the spot. One of my favorite moments in the film occurs during one of Kira and Mark's many nightscape conversations. And Mark says, well, you know, things change, times change. He's kind of referring to the crossroads that he's at in his career and the struggle, the process, the negative perceptions surrounding his fallout. And Kiera, whose character provides a lot of mic drop moments, simply says, well, people got to change with him. Referring to things change, times change. People got to change with him. Basically, her way of challenging Mark's character, do you have what it takes to move on? Because that's the only way forward for you. So while this particular point in the movie proves to be moving, it's not until the very end as the credits are rolling where this particular story begins. Normally, after a movie ends, I take the DVD out of the DVD player, put it in its case, and put it back on its shelf. It's, it's, I have a DVD shelf that's arranged alphabetically and it's just a simple routine you know it's just I don't like leaving a movie in the player or the PlayStation whatever I'm using to watch um, I know we need, we live in a time where people stream movies or, or watch Netflix and I usually do that but in this case you know I actually own the DVD and sometimes it's nice to just make use of your inventory so um but for some reason I don't feel compelled to put the DVD back, to put it back in its case and the case back on the shelf. And I'm kind of befuzzled. I'm I'm at the DVD player and I'm like, why don't I want this moment to end? Why don't I want to put this DVD back? It doesn't make any sense. So I just leave the case. I put the DVD in the case, but leave the case on the DVD player. And this is in a, this is by our flat screen TV that's mounted on a wall. It's in a visible place. This is a a place in the house where, let's just say I could see it every day. So for the next month, just go about my business, and um, I see that case, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I could put it away, but for some reason, for the next, let's say, somewhere between 30 and 35 days, I'm just looking at this case, and it's staring back at me. Um, and uh, there comes a point around mid-August, so a little over a, a month later, I'm just doing some cleaning. We have a house guest coming in, visiting from Florida, and uh, just just getting the house in order. And, and so finally, I feel the need to put this DVD case back on its, you know, its proper place on the shelf. Well, then it hits me. The name of this movie is Begin Again. And I just felt the Lord really convict me, find me in that moment and just say, that's exactly what I want you to do in this particular situation and situation I don't need to unpack for the purpose of this pod, but just know that there have been several crossroads of my own where I'm just like, God, I don't know if I go to the left. I don't know if I go to the right. I guess I don't know if I go straight. Um, I just don't know what the direction is. And in just two words, finding me and just giving me the answer that I needed and it was so refreshing it's like I so know it. it's going to be the hardest 
decision, like between like, let's just say left and straight are easier and right's the hardest route to go. Well, in this case, he wants him to go right and it's going to be the hardest route, but I feel that peace that I can do this. I could be obedient and there's a reward for me if I choose to walk this out. So in the weeks since, I've just been in awe of the Lord just and how he finds us and how he uses even the simple joys in life, uh, the ways we entertain ourselves, the way we position ourselves to be inspired, if you will. He could use anything to communicate to us something very timely and significant. In this case, the title of a movie, so that the title could marinate into the stubborn caverns of my disbelief and doubt. This gets into one of the incredible realities and joys of life, discovering how God loves us and how he desires to impart positive, good, beneficial ways and ideas and directions, etc. to us. The depths and the facets of his love are measurable and it's just great when you're just living your life and all of a sudden you discover a new facet. In this case, this facet is represented by two words. Words we need but take for granted. Two words preached, yet breached and slanted. Two words an answer I once hoped for. Two words a truth igniting my core. Two words for two months and likely beyond. Now comes the part I yes and respond. That is out of a recent post on our His Girl Friday website. was experimenting in this post, uh, going back and forth between prose and poetry. You can check it out. I'll try and link it up so that you can uh, basically read the, the post behind the pod. Or rather, this is kind of the pod behind the post. Either way, they are working in tandem. Again, while this short story has personal relevance, I share it because I believe this can encourage you, the listener, hearing this. Each year, each month, each day, there are divides, crossroads, intersections we face, and we're at a loss as far as what we need to know, what we need to do. Sometimes the demands and the, the magnitude of the challenges we experience can cloud the decision-making process, can, can cloud wisdom, operating and abiding in discernment. The struggle can be very real, especially if we feel the heat of the clock. But as God showed me through this incident, he desires to take our indefinites and make them definites. There are times we must walk in the dark without the visual of illuminated pathway. Note, I'm not saying we abandon hope of illuminated pathway. We just were, again, driving in the fog, not sure when the clear is coming. In my case, when I was watching this movie, I was in a haze. I kind of felt I was floating in space, meandering without a whole lot of intentionality, and it was driving me crazy. But somewhere along the way, in the days following, things began to happen. Things began to change. There were moments when I could just feel God invading both my subconscious and conscious. And in the days following watching this movie, I could just feel a surge of positive momentum, joys coming back to the surface, hopes dreams, new levels of faith rising from not so much ashes, but just from levels, like low levels that, you know, you want them to break out from. 
And for you guys out there, you may be listening to this and you are not satisfied where your hope is, where your faith level is. You know, it's one thing for your hope or for you to feel like your hope's unhinged and to be completely hopeless. When you're in a position where you can't plan your ways, it can be a very humbling experience. And we know that the Lord established our steps, that we in vain will often chart our own course only for God to step in and autocorrect. But I just mention this because we just need to find peace and rest when we can't see everything. We need to learn to rejoice and be thankful when it's not like we don't have the clear visual as to what's next and how we could accordingly plan for it or for those things. And I don't know, I've just found new grace and contentment, knowing that God understands what I can't understand. He sees what I can't. He knows all the inputs and outputs of the, every decision we make and don't make. He lives and exists at a level where light and darkness are clearly defined, out of the fog, without limitation. And through it all, he makes time to impart something refreshing within us, sweetly whispering that reminder, I got this. All I need for you to do in this moment is begin again. The spiritual significance of a brand new day is immense. It can't be understated. You know, the more I think about this, the more Luke 1 comes to mind, specifically the very tail end in verses 78 through 80. I will pull from the God's Word translation. I haven't done this in a while. Starting in verse 78, a new day will dawn on us from above because our God is loving and merciful. He will give light to those who live in the dark and in death's shadows. He will guide us into the way of peace. This is talking about John when he was young, growing and becoming spiritually strong. He lived in the desert often place, and he would appear to the people of Israel at times, but the wilderness was, for the most part, his home. And we can combine this with other passages in the Bible. Um, I believe it's somewhere in Lamentations 3, you know, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Uh, uh, this really echoes the psalmist in a lot of passages. Second uh, Corinthians four sixteen, I believe. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting, where our inner self is being renewed day by day. And I think for a lot of us, we, we understand this conceptually, or at least we think we do, but applying it at the surface level is a whole different ballgame. However, if we could just simply surrender and be like, God, I choose to delight to, to in your ways, to delight in who you are, I delight in the very fact that I could be thankful that I don't have all the answers, that I can't always see where I'm going, that even when I feel like I'm, I'm flying blind, Lord, you are in control. Not to suggest we take an autopilot mentality to life, but, you know, it's just simply acknowledging God is not going to leave or forsake us as he renews his grace, as he makes his steadfast love known to us, as it endures forever. So whether we've stumbled whether we're in a situation where we need timely direction, so often in life, the answer is begin again. Sometimes this may look as get on your feet and go and sin no more. Other times this will look as it did with Simba when Rafiki bops him on the head, you know, and has this heart-to-heart conversation with him about how, you know, if you want to go forward, you got to go back. And I know, again, I'm referring to my favorite animated Disney movie of all time, but that moment just speaks to me 
I found it to be such a fitting metaphor and a lot of life jams and uncertainties. As far as where you're at, don't be afraid if the answer is begin again. I feel like God wants to eradicate the fear in a lot of us, me included, where we, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear stay the course or begin again. And I never want to sound like, you know, I'm trying to imply just suck it up and everything will be all right. If I ever sound like that, consider it my Joshua 1 take, you know, be strong and courageous. My bottom line with this blog is just to taste and see that the Lord is good. And one of the ways we do that is through obedience. Even if we get an answer that we may not think we like, really, if we just choose to see it, you know, the answer as God sees the answer, we will ultimately find the encouragement within it. And from that encouragement, we'll find the strength and the perseverance, that character increasing, going back to Romans 5. We may feel weak at the point God speaks to us, a very clear answer, however he decides to do that. But yea, remember, in his weakness, he is strong. Just let that pour over you like a refreshing cup of cold water on a hot summer day. Realize you can do it. And if you're struggling to receive the answer, all you got to do is pray. Like, Lord, I want to be ready and I want to say yes to this. And right now, I I don't know if this is going to work out. I, I struggle to believe it, but I want to believe it. I trust you. And where I'm not trusting you, invade me, God, so that I can better trust you. See how you've proven yourself faithful time and time again, Lord. I choose to focus my attention on your faithfulness in the places that you've showed up in my path, that you showed up for those dear to me, and you are going to make a way. I don't know how in this case, but I know somehow you're going to make a way. Just show me what to do next. If it's just step-by-step, I choose to abide in obedience step-by-step. And on that note, I will begin to bring this pod in for a landing in that non-autopilot spirit, as I mentioned earlier. So, Well, I appreciate you making the time to fly with me tonight. Um, And just know that I'm very excited about the plans and purposes God has for you. I may not know you. I may not have a personal connection with you, but it doesn't mean I can't root for you. And just know that when it comes to our listeners, listen, I, we pray for you. We pray for those we know, like we could track through SEO and everything. I mean, you know, at least uh, some of you, but a lot of you are anonymous. And you may think that we don't have any form of connection apart from what you could sense and hear. Well, that's not true. You know, we are praying uh, anointing blessing covering over you as as our, uh, not just our listener, as our audience. You know, yes, you are technically an audience, but we're really partners. We're really co-ambassadors, co-kingdom agents. We are brothers and sisters separated um, in ways that ultimately we won't be um, when it comes to eternity. So hit the 20 minute mark. So just know that we love you. We we're praying God's highest and his best for you. Just be enriched and encouraged by his courage and confidence. May you feel and taste his goodness, his love in a fresh and exciting way. And if you have anything that's come up in life recently, um, you know, you just need some troubleshooting guidance. You know, listen, I love to pour into people, to counsel people. And uh, just know that that is a line um, if you so choose to accept. If not, just know that you got this and Like I said earlier, don't be afraid to begin again. We meet again. Be blessed. And as I always say, 
I'll catch you on the fry. Peace.